boys and ghouls welcome to episode 72 of dads from the crypt my name is jason and jody and mondo are mia tonight we have two fascinating guests dave and daniel from the shiver podcast welcome guys howdy what's going on man hey happy new year we're recording uh the night of january 1st hope everyone had a good and fun and safe new year um hoping you guys did too as well yeah thanks yeah it wasn't bad uh my my uh five-year-old decided that at like 9 30 he was done so we uh we made him his drink let him shoot off his popper in the front yard and <laughs> we just uh watched some tv nice that's a great night yeah it wasn't bad yeah. i i cut my whiskey with uh with soda and so my hangover was minimal there you hey. go yeah the, the things that become more important as you get older those things are for real once, yeah, it, once yeah. you hit like 30 i'm 35 now uh i remember my first hangover after 30 i was like mm-hmm. can't do that shit no more yeah <laughs> you're out of for days <laughs> we went to uh universal studios uh, uh the one in california wednesday mm-hmm. and afterwards i swear the guy like had a hangover i'm like i don't remember drinking <laughs> but my body feels it's the walking it's and the sun. So much walking. The sun, the yeah. They feed you the sun. It wasn't even wasn't hot necessarily, but yeah, it was just a lot of standing while walking. Yeah. But um, so tell me about the Shiver podcast. I've been a guest, uh, so thank you for having me. But tell our guests. Go ahead, tell Dave. Our, tell you, our you, listeners. You've been doing Shiver longer. Uh, yeah. well, you know, maybe time wise for for much longer, but uh, episode wise, not really. Uh, so uh, Shiver was the product of uh, an idea that I had with uh, with Jeff from the Mount Geekmore podcast and the uh, um, Kickflicks um, yes, and Crimacopia podcast, uh, all which you can find on the Geek Bro Network. Um, so we uh, we are lovers of horror movies, and so he and I decided to start the show, and um, it ran for a couple episodes. It was kind of always on the back burner. Um, he was busy, I was busy. It kind of fizzled out, and then when Daniel and I became friends, uh, he told me that he was a fan of the podcast, and it was nice to know that anyone listened to the thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh so i was like hey yeah uh thanks that's great he was like are you gonna do it again and i was like no <laughs> and he says but why let's do it and i said all right fantastic and so uh daniel kind of breathed life into into the show and um we've been firing on all cylinders since we we do uh about an episode a week uh there are certain weeks that you know we uh uh we we don't record, but generally speaking, uh, it's every week. I think we're on episode 77 or 78. Yeah, we're, in, we're, we're somewhere last, right around uh, there. like two and a half, almost three years. So, uh, so it's and been- yeah, we we uh, we deep dive a horror movie every week. We try to sometimes we keep it topical. Sometimes it's something that's newer and we try to 
look at a movie just from all the different angles. We got uh, Dave as our guy who's really good about, about pointing out like cinematography stuff. And, and he can usually dig some sort of theme out of it that I goes completely over my head. Uh, I'm the guy who just kind of likes just about everything and, and tries to find the, the lighter side of stuff and uh, our local occult specialist. Nice. So uh, that's really fascinating, actually, that you're, you were a fan who got to make, get your way into uh, being a part of the podcast. That's yeah, really cool. It was wild. <laughs> and have you, you two have, have you two met in person? We actually, no, yeah. no. Uh, and so uh, I'm in Miami uh, at Daniels in uh, Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And um, we are looking forward to meeting at some point. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure like, in my head, you know, there's going to be like a great soundtrack. You know, <laughs> is this love that I'm feeling? No, I no, I totally relate because I never met Jody Armando before we started the podcast. It wasn't even uh-huh. until a year that I met Mondo just a few months ago, and yeah, it was really it was yeah, it definitely wasn't awkward like going to meet someone that you've never met in person, but you but know so you know well, so well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there's there's a there's a horror convention uh that goes on in orlando once a year mm-hmm. and unfortunately we couldn't make it this year uh because of scheduling but hopefully next year uh danny and i will be there and uh and we we can we can meet and you know have some drinks and hang out for real uh he can see how short i really am yes i, um, I only hear the stories of how short you are but you're always seated for the yeah. podcast so i don't actually yeah know. yeah well, and i and i sit close to the camera so the perspective uh makes me look like a real boy uh <laughs> and, <laughs> and i had the same thing where he's he's a pretty short guy and i'm the whole guy so it's yeah Interesting, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've vowed not to go to Tennessee to visit Jody just because of all the snakes. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Tennessee's nice though, as long as you stay out of Knoxville. Roll time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, tonight we're talking about Cabinet of Curiosities, Episode Four, The Outsider. Um, since Jody's not here, I have the wonderful task of doing a plot synopsis. I'm cheating by Googling it, so I'm going to read it off, and it might be a little clunky, so bear with me. Okay, here we go. Sit around Christmas. The outside opens with a young woman named Stacy who sits in front of a television with a microwave meal. Anxious about being home alone, thinking she heard someone break into the house, she calls her police office officer boyfriend. I thought it was her husband. I thought it was husband too, but okay. This is boyfriend, but I, I'm a little dubious of that. Um, her, you know, it's it's the year 2023 now. Um, you you can be with a man and not marry him. Well, no. Well, also, I feel I feel like this takes place in the 80s. You know, let's put it like it did. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let, yeah. Let's put a pin in that one because I definitely want to get back to that 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 idea. <laughs> All right. She tries, uh, Keith, her boyfriend slash husband, maybe tries to reassure. Uh, from the beginning, it's clear that Stacy is a very insecure woman with an overly reliant on her boyfriend's support. Um, things aren't any better at work either. She appears as an outsider amongst her bank teller female colleagues who spend their days gossiping and ignoring Stacy. So when she's invited to uh, her colleague Gina's secret Santa party, Stacy is both surprised and overjoyed. Keith, on the other hand, is a bit suspicious that his, quote, girlfriend's workmates would invite her to anything as they previously ignored her. Her heroine is a bit of an odd character. Her favorite hobby is taxidermy. To prepare for the party, she shoots and stuffs a duck to give to Gina as a present. Well, of course, 
Yeah. Uh, while poor Stacy is uh, out of place as she can be at the actual party, the other women openly discuss sex-related topics. It gets even harder to watch when she gives Gina the taxidermy duck gift. The awkwardness of that scene is enough to give the viewer secondhand embarrassment on Stacy's behalf. Uh, Gina, ever the gracious host, politely thanks Stacy for the dead duck. Uh, before getting everyone's attention back to aloe glow lotions that she had bought them. Aloe glow is meant to be the best moisturizer currently on the market, and all women are excited to start using it. Of course, Stacy can't catch a break as she mimics her colleagues and applies the lotion to her face, but she immediately has some sort of allergic reaction, making her skin go red. Back at home, it defeats Stacy can't go to sleep, so she engages in some late-night TV. Things get weird when the aloe glow infomercial comes on, and the slick television salesman starts directly addressing her through the screen. The salesman instructs Stacy to keep going, keep using the lotion despite the negative reactions it gives her. According to him, this is the only way for her to become pretty and fit in with the woman at work. Desperate to denounce her outcast status and to go and to become beautiful, Stacy listens to her TV screen and orders more, more aloe glow. The more she uses the lotion, the, workers, the worse her skin redness gets. Keith is becoming increasingly worried and even offers to take her to the doctor. Stacy refuses medical help and insists that she needs change. She proceeds to accuse Keith of not understanding what she's going through because he's a man. In the couple's basement, the bottles of lotion seem to take a life of their own as the lids open by themselves, initially scared by the phenomena. Not to mention her entire body is now covered in bright red rashes. Stacy considers giving up her dream. But the aloe glow sales guy appears on the TV again and convinces her to keep going. He promises that she'll soon be fully transformed and achieve the body she so desires. Eventually, uh, the aloe glow lotion in the basement morphs into a shiny humanoid creature. After a disturbing scene where Stacy kisses and caresses the aloe glow, aloe glow creature. You say he, disturbing. I yeah. say sexy. I mean, we all have a thing. To each his own. Uh, she attacks poor Keith with a scalpel. Keith tried telling her how much he loved her and how in his eyes, she was always perfect. Uh, Steady murders him and starts stuffing him like whatever taxidermy dirty animals. After finishing Keith off, Stacy goes to the bathroom where the aloe humanoid pours itself into the bathtub. Stacy bathes in the lotion emergency emerges as beautiful as she always wanted to be. Her skin is perfect, her teeth are white, and the lazy eye that was playing her is now gone. She gets dressed and puts on some makeup before leaving a now-stuffed Keith Keith on the sofa and heads for the bank. At work, all her colleagues are amazed at her transformation. Stacy looks and acts like she's one of them. She wastes no time in engaging idle gossip as the episode ends with a now-transformed woman laughing as she stares directly at the camera. Yeah. And that is our episode. Um, all right, David, why don't you start us off? Tell us what you thought about this episode. So I, um, I'm kind of at odds with the episode because I think thematically there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Um, I love the theme of uh, like keeping up with the Joneses. I love the theme of um, what I see as um like viral marketing, uh, the way that like you and I can mention, um, I, I don't know, uh, is, is something like um, Ferrari 
and then I'll start getting ads for Ferrari on uh, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and stuff. Um, you know, so I, I think there was some really interesting stuff there. And that really is the meat and potatoes of the episode. So if you asked me if I liked it, I would say yes, I liked it for that reason. But I think that um, the plot kind of gets away from itself um, and it's the uh the non-committal attitude to whether this is supernatural or not um, right kind mm. of leaves me wanting and i i don't like to be spoon-fed things uh it's something that we talk about on shiver all the time that um uh it's okay to leave me guessing it's okay to have some mystery there but what the fuck actually happens in this episode? I would like <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to know because um, I I don't know. And I, I've got theories and I've really enjoyed mulling this over in my mind over the past uh, you know 24 hours. But, man, I really wish that it made any sense. Um, so story wise, um, no good. Uh, theme wise, very good. that's really yeah that's a really fair assessment Mm -hmm. daniel yeah so this episode was so when i was watching these in order uh the first time through this episode was it was it was a it was a like a refreshing break um in in kind of what they'd been doing with the show you know you'd gone from lot 37 and the the cemetery rats and some things like that i think the autopsy might have come right before this one uh and you know so everything was everything was real dark and and you know super spooky and and this was the first episode that really injected that night gallery tales from the crypt life back into it where you occasionally got one that was i mean it's goofy it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. uh, the 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 actress um uh, Kate Mus- 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 Mikuchi thank you yeah. I, I just always call her Gooch from Scrubs like that's that's <laughs> yeah. just always be to me as Gooch from Scrubs but you know she was she was like a, a new and fresh face that wasn't anything like they'd done until this point so that was kind of cool then as it as it progressed and it yeah just kept getting weirder. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly trying to figure out, yeah, ex- what what is happening? Is this aloe glow sentient? Is it part of some sort of hive mind? And I, uh, but I'm uh, kind of uh, the opposite side of Dave's coin, where I like that they were just like, I don't know, like figure it out for yourself, you know, like <laughs> we don't we don't care. You saw the stuff come to life. Sure, it's sentient. Whatever. I. I, I did. I did like that a lot. I liked the way this was shot and yeah. some of the weird angles and the zooms. And there's one point where she's hunting the duck and there's obviously like a camera at the end of the gun. Mm-hmm. And they, they did some really cool stuff like that that I enjoyed. And for such a small cast, I think that everybody did what they needed to do. And this this whole idea of skewering the the beauty market right and this this idea of how the hardest thing in the world can be to fit in that type of stuff all kind of hits home and and was done well without being super ham-fisted so i i enjoyed it and uh i i liked that it was so much of it was just 
so bizarre. And like I said, I mean, even after coming off those other three episodes, this is the first one where you just never know where the next turn's going to take you. Mm-hmm. Everything leading up to this one, you know, was was yeah, it was a linear story. This was just man, left turn after left turn. I, I had some issues with that though. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like what David said that this is a very that they didn't really commit. It felt like they couldn't figure out the tone or where mm-hmm. they wanted things to go. They just kept they kept kind of spinning its wheels. I think the the middle. I really like the beginning. I really like the end, but the middle just gets really muddled. I think uh, another pass with a, with a really good editor could have really like cut things down and made it move a lot better. Um, yeah, this there's definitely a lot more levity in this episode than a lot than all the others so, so far. Yeah, like that. That was I think that was one of the biggest things was coming off those others. Man, this is this was a, it was almost a palate cleanser mm-hmm. of an episode after everything else was so heavy. Right. Well, yeah. I, the the cast does a really great job of that because Bakuchi's uh, hysterical. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of hers. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of her group. Gar- she does this band called Garfunkel Notes. Yeah, really um, with Ricky Linum, and they're mm-hmm. they're very very funny. So like, I think if it was a lesser actress, I probably would have really disliked this episode. But she's so captivating and so char- charismatic mm-hmm. that like I could, I really could watch her do most anything. I'd be I'd be into it, but. Um, and uh, you know Martin Starr's uh, another you know really funny guy. Um, Dan Stevens is really good at being creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, also just gorgeous. I mean, all cards oh, on the table. I mean, yes, uh, Stevens is a cousin, dime piece. Yeah, whatever his name is from Downton Abbey, cousin Daniel or whatever it is. I just I he was um he was Howler on uh, Legion, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. and was I he he was David Howler on Legion, and that's where I first saw him because I no shade on it just never watched an episode of downton abbey um right. but yeah he was david howler and legion and yeah like and yeah you're right he's good at just creep factor man yeah. that real bizarre monotone voice when he was talking mm-hmm. to her through the tv it was mm-hmm. strange and it was a it was like a a really like unplaceable accent yeah it was a very it was, yeah, it was, it was very... odd it was it was like sometimes german and sometimes british and uh sometimes like you know nor'easter uh you know it, it was yeah. it was weird and um and attractive uh <laughs> but also off-putting um, yeah i like remember it, there was a parody of like apple commercials i saw once and there's a guy uh-huh. who had like a vaguely european accent and uh-huh. he made like a big joke about having like this like indecipherable uh, indistinguishable your unlocatable accent that you could yeah <laughs> that was a big joke in that he kind of had that kind of like he just kept switching tones and like almost like every line they like told him to do a different part of europe yeah. <laughs> i i think for, for me the one of the the big issues that i had is um despite the fact that this is one of the longer episodes in the show i think that it needs to be feature film length because her spiral into madness kind of comes out of nowhere. She seems very comfortable with who she is and very sure of who she is uh, in the same way that Keith does. And it's like one incident where she is invited to this party and tries the aloe glow. Like that one thing is what sets her off. And I would I would love to see if that's like a straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing, yeah. uh, because it leads her to a place where like she murders her 
husband, boyfriend, possibly even like platonic lover. I don't know. It, it was it was a very <laughs> weird relationship. And to me, that came out of nowhere. Well, um, and and I can fr- understand. Go ahead. See, the first time that she interacts with him, she calls him because she thinks someone's in the house. I thought he was just the guy at the uh, police station. I didn't realize yeah, that was her right. partner. Um, and I thought he was just like, I think he was just like, oh, you know, it's that crazy cat lady calling, you know, right. for the yeah. 10th time today about so she thinks someone's breaking their house. That's why I thought that he shows up at their house. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's a house call. And then, like, oh, no, they're actually, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, he's, he's sleeping in her bed. This is this is in depth police work. Yeah, yeah, and from, then from and also his Mil- Minnesota town, maybe I, I think I heard an oak. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that she kills him with a scalpel through the front of her, his mm. temple, like that doesn't seem very plausible. So I'm like trying to figure out if she's supposed to be an unreliable what, narrator. She, she did hack him up later. She, yeah, she did. She, yeah, she did. She didn't catch him with the axe after that. Just seemed to stun him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe, but it seemed like I don't know if you could actually take a scalpel and bring, like you know, go through your forehead like that. That seems. I was trying to figure out whether that was a fantasy sequence or what. Well, and that was another issue that I had is um, there was no distinguish distinguishable like cinematography or uh, like camera filter or anything that was done when she was in this like dream state uh, because the the side effects that are mentioned in the commercial. (laughs) Uh, One of them is hallucinations. And so like, what is hallucination? What is she really seeing? I have to imagine that this stuff isn't really coming to life and that that's her hallucination that she's making out with this like really sexy goop monster. Yeah. Like I, I, I've got, I I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to have a weird search history after this one now (laughs) because (laughs) <laughs> There's something something was awakened inside of me um, when yeah. she made out with the goop monster. That was that was strange. I was getting notes of um, of maybe Sinead O'Connor. I didn't even realize I was attracted to Sinead O'Connor until right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I was really half expecting the her partner to show up at the bank, like mm-hmm. perfectly fine and be like, honey, where'd you go? And then like. It flashes and she's still like covered in like boils and red stuff. Like right. I, I really thought all that was going to be in her head. Um, yeah, because it, it raises an interesting point that everybody else is is acknowledging that that she's beautiful now and she's she's mm-hmm. finally come out. And so you kept waiting for yeah the bubble to burst on that, mm-hmm. right? You kept waiting to find out that she's just gone crazy now because they do make that there is that scene where they mention the side effects. And so I kind of did the same thing that that really weird end scene where she's just making faces and she's kind of laughing and then doing her giant anime eyes. And then she laughs again. And, and I kept waiting for that to kind of fade off and to see Mm -hmm. that she still looked the same and was now just completely insane. So to think that, I guess the Alaglow worked. So you, you know, I, I, I kind of started to view it as some sort of like hive mind parasite that's, that's taking these women over. I think yeah. so. Um, but to, to me, it's, it's a little more um, like literary than that. Um, I, I think it's this idea that there's an image of what perfection is there's an image of what beauty is there's an image of what you should be which i guess in modern day is 
1982 Farrah Fawcett, right? Because like right. that's that's the look that they all had. They look like they had just jumped off the page of like Vanity Fair in 1982, uh, which I'm here for. I love me some feathered hair and leg warmers. Like I'm fucking here for it. But to do that, like you kind of have to like if you're going to become one of these women, like they all every single one of the bank tellers sounded exactly exactly the same. They looked exactly the same. Their idea of of beauty and what they speak about and what is cool and what is acceptable was exactly the same for all of them. Um, So you have to kill that thing that you are to become the thing that you will be. Uh, so, like, if you're thinking about it thematically, it's not that she was physically allergic to the aloe glow. It's that who she was was dying. And maybe Keith recognizes this and Ooh. says, I, I I want the woman that I fell in love with. I don't I don't recognize you anymore. And it's not that your skin is red, but it's that on the inside, you're you're raw, you're 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 different. There's something that's been changed about you. And that's why she's so adamant about the fact that like there's a transformation that's happening. I need you to support me. I need you to be here. But he realizes that this isn't her. And I think those faces that she makes in the end. It's like you can you can lie to yourself and you can lie to the people around you. Um, I I I, th- I think about that line from The Great Gatsby where where George looks at Myrtle and he says, uh, "But but you can't lie to God." And he's pointing at the the eyes on that that giant billboard, right? And it's like you can't really ever truly change who you are unless you change on the inside and truly. Mm-hmm. You can say that you've stopped doing something, but if you continue to do something, all you're doing is lying about it. And so, like, it, it, those glimpses of who she was, the fact that she hated those people. Keith t- says at one point, he says, but you hate those women. And she's, no, I, I, I don't hate them. Um, I think that she's realizing, oh, my God, I've, I've killed my husband. I've killed. And maybe she didn't actually kill him. Maybe she just killed the relationship. Right. Um, but there's all this stuff that's like a maybe if. Who knows what if, yeah. because there's really no establishment of what is actually happening. And that's my biggest problem here. The story starts to fall apart when you think about the themes that they're pushing, which are great themes, and they want you to think about it. And that's my problem with this. There are awesome things that when you think about them, they don't make any sense, but they don't want you to think about it. Just fucking watch it blow up and watch people <laughs> get murdered and have a great time. And I'm and I'm here for it, right? Show me yeah. a tit here. Show me, uh, show me a stabbing there, and I'm cool. I'm in. But if you want me to start thinking about shit, I'm going to think about it. Yeah, if you're gonna dive into those that level of heavy themes, you gotta you kind of have to back it up a little bit. I was kind of waiting for like a silver shamrock kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> where like this would be like kind of like a conspiracy and like a kind of a consumerism plot to get women to buy these products, and she was being like brainwashed into buying it, and then they had like some like technology that like allowed the TV or whatever to tap into her specifically or. Do something specifically like the, the goo would like make her susceptible to some TV wave or, you know, I was, I was waiting for some like explanation and we don't need one, but I feel like if you're going to go that mm-hmm. deep into it, you have to give us a little bit more. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't quite understand it, or at least they were just being like overly obtuse. Yeah, this 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 one kind of comes off like those movies that we do occasionally where when you you stand back 
and look at the whole thing, you know, you've got this, this great uh, Monet of, of an, of an idea. And then when you get close, it, it gets, it gets real blurry and, and it gets, it gets foggy. Mm-hmm. And you, you can tell that somebody had an idea here and they, they kind of storyboarded it out and they couldn't figure out exactly how, how every, how they were going to fine tune everything, right? Like the, the, the knobs that were, that were going to take this and, and fix it hor- horizontally and vertically, they, they never quite hit the right spot. Yeah. Um, those aren't lilies. Those are strokes. It's not a Monet. <laughs> it's a Monet. There you go. Um, I, I, I found a lot of interesting and maybe visual references. Uh, the goo person kind of remind me of Annihilation. Um, the scene where Natalie Portman goes in the lighthouse and there's like a, a shiny. Oh, yeah. That, like they do like almost a dance together. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a nod to that. Um, I, I'm I got, sure. I got hints of the T-1000, but maybe that's just yeah. because I, I jerk <laughs> off the Terminator. Every night. There you go. Um, the ending kind of reminded me a bit of the Pearl ending, which you know I don't think time-wise they would have had a chance to see that, but I think it's just a coincidence of her just kind of staring maniacally into the camera kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I, the, you know, the other thing, and we, we had hinted on this during the synopsis, is I can't figure out when this is supposed to take place. And I don't know if that was done on purpose to be confusing and disorienting or what, because every there's, there's two main things that I noticed. Everything. It seems like this is in the eighties, the way, the way the house is, the way the clothes are, the way that they're all acting, all of that seems straight out of the eighties, but then she's got a flat screen TV in her uh-huh. home. She has an LCD TV in her home and also at the very end, the the one super annoying chick, the one who hosted the party, she's on a very modern cell phone, a, like a, like a like a flip phone, but mm-hmm. not even like an old clamshell, like one of the new uh, cell phones that mm-hmm. flips. And so there's also a computer a computer monitor um, in the bank uh, that someone is working on. So th- there's a lot of things that are like anachronistic to the 80s. So, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to pull on that thread, it could be that, like, they're living in a modern time, but their mindset is stuck in the past. Okay. They're living uh, they're living mm-hmm. with old values in the modern okay. world. Maybe, again, maybe that's giving you too much credit, or maybe they're just like, <laughs> we just want to look interesting. Right, yeah, because that was, because it's it's like, okay, so she's, it, it's a late night infomercial. Yeah, cool. Those were, those were a big deal. All right. Yeah. The tarot mm-hmm. card network uh, and all that stuff. This is all for Ms. Cleo to pop. Out yeah. Somewhere. Oh, that's <laughs> the really funny thing. There's a new documentary just came out this yeah. week about Miss Cleo and I just watched it. Spectacular. I, I was, I was ready for, I was so ready for that movie to just be 90 minutes of Cleo getting dunked on. Mm-hmm. And no, it was fascinating. It ended up being incredible. And there's, there's a really great conversation to be had from that movie about uh, identity as it relates to spirituality and some things like that, uh, because, you know, it, it's easy. To be, oh, she's not from Jamaica. So that the accent's fake and all that. But there, there's a really, really good conversation regarding identity mm-hmm. to be had uh, after watching that movie. I was I was blown away by Call Me Now. It was so yeah. good. Well, I had the best, probably the best moments of my marriage. My wife goes, wait a second. You mean those, those calls aren't real? <laughs> <laughs> it took her like at least half an hour to like <laughs> completely wrap her head around the facts. <laughs> 
I just loved the idea that like it, that was the whole thing. It was call me now, but it was just you're just calling some college kid who's broke. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. there's there's the one guy who's like, I would do female voices, but I was also chain smoking while I did it, so it got tougher. <laughs> right. The fact they're just like reading off like a script. Yeah. It was it was that was yeah, that, that was a whole fascinating thing that 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 call me now documentary. But mm-hmm. um yeah, like I said, that that just that that whole thing with those random pieces of technology like i i have enough confidence in Guillermo del Toro to think that these weren't things that just accidentally happened and so that that threw me for a loop the first time through i noticed the tv immediately it was today that i noticed the cell phone uh mm. when i rewatched but so i I, I can I can maybe maybe buy into like the small town thing like they just kind of stayed in that mindset like that that that, that does give a little credence to it so I'll, I'll, I'm willing to accept that at least that's just like playing Monday morning quarterback now we do want to point out that this was directed by Anna Lily Amapar yeah. who did uh, a girl walks home at night or girl walks home alone at night fantastic mm-hmm. movie um, I've not seen that one but yeah this is Again, I really like the autopsy last that one that we did last week. Right. This one, I just I feel like if they cut out 10 minutes and just tighten things up, either either they could fix the issues or they would just tighten up the uh, pace so we wouldn't notice them as much. One or the other has to happen. I I, I love that I love that Dave's suggestion is like make this a feature length film and you're like cut it down to 30 minutes. And we're like, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, well, I'm something's gotta it, give. You just picked the wrong time slot at an hour. You know, well, like 40, be, because but, yeah. I, I, I do think that it's it, it sits in like this really weird place where like you can either choose to develop these themes and make them part of your story or like not focus on them so much. Right. So I, I, I do I do get that, because if, if, if you cut down how important the thematic elements are, then I don't I don't really think about it that much. And then it becomes. Um, like fun to watch television and right. you can think about things that are fun to watch um, but typically you don't have to you don't need to it's not integral to your your experience um, like I, I I can I can watch commando and turn my brain off and it's fantastic it's it's a great time um, but if I want to I can also kind of sit there and think about it a little bit and be like okay yeah there's maybe something to this movie but uh, but I'm not really going to do that with um, a, a movie that takes itself a little bit more seriously. And I feel like this attempted to take itself seriously without really having a grasp of what it was. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, well, maybe, maybe I, mean, I, I was like going to make, if I was going to make this a movie, there would be like a whole sequence where Keith, goes on the investigation and they, they both break into the Allegro factory to find out the <laughs> conspiracy behind it all. Again, like Silver Shamrock style. Yeah, uh, there we go. Three. Yeah, bring, see, I bring can, Tom I Atkins in that. too. He's still around. Yeah, Tom Atkins would be, oh my God, Tom Atkins could be the CEO of Allegro. Oh, see? that's fantastic. And then the Call Dan Stevens character would turn out to be like an AI generated thing. Oh, that's just like, and that that's how it's able to talk to her directly. Cause once mm-hmm. she puts the glow on whatever it is, that's creating that it's like what Dave was talking about with the, uh, your phone's always listening to you. Yeah, exactly. It knows she's put it on. So now it's, it's talking to her directly because it's not actually an actor. It's just, it's program. It's programmed mm-hmm. to make you see what you want to see. I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
But alas, we can all play armchair director writer, but yeah. we have to take it on its own merits. I mean, it all looked right. beautiful. It was beautifully shot. It uh, really yeah, I was. mean, again, I think on, on, on every level, except for the writing and the editing, I think this is a really good episode. The acting is mm-hmm. really good. I love all the actors and actresses in this. Yeah. I think it's well directed as far as what, what they're doing. But I think yeah. there's some fundamental flaws in what in the in the project in the story itself. And you know, Martin Starr can make movies and television for the rest of his life, and he will just always be one of the nerds who is discussing the uh, the mathematics and science of jerking off an entire auditorium yeah. in one day to me <laughs> in Silicon <laughs> Valley, which is time. which is which is like hands down one of the best like scenes in television ever because <laughs> just like the math and everything involved. And so every time I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Martin Starr. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing the math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move to our ranking or rating. Um, we do zero to five. You do half points. Obviously, zero being the worst, five being the best. Where do you guys put this episode? Daniel, we'll start with you. So um, I, I've been kind of trying to figure it out. and and. I, you guys have pointed out a couple things here. It's, it's interesting when we, when we do shiver, I always kind of feel like I never know what I'm going to rate something until that, until we get to that point. So, and that's, that's, so I approach this that same way. And some of the things that you guys are saying about the writing uh, do kind of stick with me, stick in my crawl a little bit more. Now it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very pretty. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was goofy. Like I said, it, it was a nice, it was a nice refresher. Um, but I mean, even just stacked up against the rest of that cabinet of curiosities catalog, it is, it is a weak episode. Uh, so I don't want to be too harsh on it because I do enjoy it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go three and a half. I, I think oh. it's, I, th- I think it's a good one. But I think that there is too much left up in the air that that like I said, now now when you guys are kind of pointing it out like that, I, I do realize it bothered me more than I realized. So I am I was I was kind of ready to go for, but I'm going to knock it a little bit because, yeah, it is pretty nonsensical. All right, David, uh, everything that Daniel said, uh, except I'm giving it a three. Um, you take me out for dinner. I I expect something good. All right. Don't. <laughs> Don't take me to White Castle and tell me that it's fucking gourmet. All right. Um, Guillermo del Toro, I think he pulled the wool over our eyes. Uh, But, but, but there's a lot to like. And I want to give credit where credit is due. Great cast. I think there's some really good directing here. Um, Like you said, Jason, I think that this boils down to to writing and and editing. Yeah, Uh, I'm going with a three as well. Um, You can watch a lot worse. And yeah. sometimes, and sometimes you dig into something that you like, but you still find some blemishes in. That doesn't mean you're discounting it, or you know, you're like, oh, I'm so I'm regretting I watched this. No, I'm happy I watched it. Um, you know, I'm it's happy like Friday it's- the Thirteenth Part Five. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good? No. Am I glad I watched it again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like yeah, I just feel like they just need like a one or two more passes on the scripts and to really get to get it to where they want it or I don't know. But um do a lot worse. Do a yeah, lot, absolutely. lot worse. Yeah. 
All right. Um, doo, 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 doo. Moving on to our song of the day. I came up with this pretty quickly on my own. Um, but uh, as we're you know, wrapping up the year, we're looking at all of our favorite TV and movie uh, things. And probably, my, I think my favorite TV show this year might be uh, the Wednesday Adams TV show. I don't know if you guys oh, that was really good. It was really good. Yeah, yeah I, I did think- like that a lot. Part of it was just watching it with my daughter, who's eight, and she's like getting into spooky stuff. And she like, she like, she's all about. She hasn't gone like full goth or anything, but she's like totally <laughs> embracing that. So like, I bought her like this black leather purse with like uh, kind of a cartoonish Bride of Frankenstein oh, on awesome. it. And, and she's like holding a bat, and she has like she hasn't put it down. That just warmed my heart a lot. Yeah. So. The song that I think I'm bearing with this episode is Goo Goo Muck by The Cramps. Oh, God, I love The Cramps. Which is the song that they played when one of the M's does the viral dance scene. What a great scene. Mm-hmm. And, and that I mean, Jenna Ortega is brilliant. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She, yeah, she won this year, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but sp- speaking of songs, one thing that we just uh, to look back on, on the outside real quick, that mm-hmm. uh, that you sexy thing cover by Zella Day. Oh, uh, yeah. That's in that final scene is is really good uh, as as far as songs, too. But um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm never going to argue with with the cramps being considered the song of anything because I do. Uh, man, uh, Human Fly, the cramps, just mm-hmm. genius. Love that. Love their music. And there's just so, so much goo and muck in this episode. (laughs) Once and once I thought of that, I'm like, ah, okay, we're going to go hard on that. Uh, All right. Jody's not here for the news. I didn't prepare anything for that. Um, But I was going to ask you guys if you had any movies that you're looking forward to or what movies are you looking forward to the most uh, this upcoming year? We we already talked about that last week, but I want to get your guys' take. Uh, so as far as upcoming, like I, I've, I've reached this point where I, I try, like, I, I try to kind of avoid a lot of stuff that's, that's coming, like seeing stuff that's coming out. Cause I've, I, everything is so spoiler heavy these days, but, uh, I'm, you know, one, we, we love spooky stuff, but we're also mm-hmm. both massive nerds. I'm super excited about, uh, uh, guardians of the galaxy three and mm-hmm. quantum mania. I think that they both look like they're going to be uh, that they're going to be really good. Um, there is, however, a movie that I just caught a trailer for the other day, and I cannot think of the name of it's something something like um, and the Zodiac Knight or something like that. It looks like some sort of kung fu movie meets like, meets like Greek mythology. It, it looks like a Shaolin Percy Jackson movie, if that makes any sense. Interesting. Um, and um and I cannot. Oh man, I wish I had thought a lot. You go ahead, Dave. Tell what you're, and I'll see if I can find anything about it. Um, kind of like Daniel, I I don't really keep up with what is coming out. Um, too much. Um, I'm always going to be down with you know whatever's coming out in you know like the the geeky world. So, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel, Star Wars, though. Um, I I hate to be one of those guys, but I'm not really a big fan of the stuff that uh, has come out in theaters. Uh, for the new Star Wars stuff, uh, with the exception of Rogue One. Have you seen Andor? I have not seen it oh, yet. But I, I have that? liked all the TV shows. That will cure whatever. It really, it, I'm, I'm, I'm about phenomenal. halfway. Through, I'm about halfway through right now, and it really, it really is uh, curing a lot of Star and Wars it, ills. And it gets better. The first third of it, I was like, okay, on. I just kind of pushed through because I kept hearing people say it gets better. But yeah, by halfway through, you're like, okay, I'm into this. 
there's um Indiana Jones five. I'm probably I don't think I've been that excited for a movie uh since Indiana Jones four. Uh, <laughs> That's not a good <laughs> sign. Um, <laughs> well, it just excited for it, not excited after. It. Right, that, right. that was might be one of the biggest letdowns I've ever had. I don't know, man. I, with I expectations, would love to do, I would love to do an episode on that movie, and 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 I mean, I don't want to tell you why you're wrong, but you know, tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I I am really excited for uh, the the Winnie the Pooh uh, mm-hmm. slasher that's coming out. Blood and uh, Honey. Blood and Honey. It looks terrible in the best ways possible yes. uh there's a a, a, a kind of child's play knockoff coming out called megan that yep. looks interesting that's next week yes yeah. megan is out next week and it looks i i God, it looks so creepy like just yeah. fully committing yeah, yeah. to that uncanny valley yeah. thing is, is yeah sick. again if they commit fully to that it could be something really spectacular like just off the wall if they're wishy-washy mm-hmm. about going there then we'll see yeah. Uh, cocaine beard looks yes. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I really want to see that. I, yeah, I re- uh, that's really high on my list. And dude, um, it looks like they're finally going to get a Dungeons and Dragons movie done right. Yeah, I'm, that looks really promising. It, it looks, it, it does look promising. And as a long time D and D player, um, I, I'm really excited to see that. And then, it's, like it, real movies, I guess, uh, if you want to <laughs> call it like real movies, uh, Babylon looks really good. Yeah, so uh, what Knight- about like uh, like the Golden Age of Hollywood? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Night to the Zodiac is the movie that I was talking mm. about. It's apparently based on an anime. I like mm. I don't know, but the other night, like me and my brother were just like watching random trailers and it popped up. There's also some movie coming out where Adam Driver is a space marine fighting dinosaurs. Yeah, so, that looked cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm here for it. You lost me at Adam Driver. Everything <laughs> everything else sounds okay. great, well, but uh, yeah. that yeah. that guy can go fuck himself. I'm sure he has. <laughs> sure he has if anyone can if anyone can oh the nicholas cage uh dracula oh, Renf- movie renfield uh, R- renfield yeah i got yeah. I, I gotta see that all right and then we're gonna move to our final section uh the dad advice you're both fathers uh, so what parenting advice would you share for our listeners oh right so um <laughs> i uh so and you're right both educators, now, so that's even better. Yeah. Uh, so right now, one of my, one of my biggest uh, current hurdles is the fact that my oldest uh, my oldest is going to be twelve this week, and uh, so if your if your kids haven't gotten there yet, and uh, and you 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 know it's getting close, my biggest advice right now would be like you cannot take it personally that just. They seem to not like you uh, or anything you do. Like I, it's it's really it's really tough for me. Like, probably like, one of my biggest flaws as a person is I just I just take it really personally when people don't mm-hmm. like me. And so for it to be my own daughter right now, who just like you know, and she's she's very sweet. She's never ugly about it or anything. But like I I can't even like I can't even put on just like a normal outfit that I would wear everything I do is embarrassing. And, um, and I get it. Like I said, she's going to be 12. So if, if your kids are about to hit that, that tween era, just, just try not to take any of it personally, because, uh, like I said, she is very sweet. She'll, she'll, she always reminds me like, Oh, I love you, but you know, stop and don't talk to me and (laughs) leave, leave, leave me alone in my room and don't, don't, don't even look in my friend's direction. Yeah. That's my daughter at age six. <laughs> I think it's when she started doing that. I think that was the age when she first, and she's eight now, but I think that was, that was the first age. She said, you ruined my life. Yeah, exactly. 
that's 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 where she is now. So uh, so yeah, my biggest advice would be like just just write it out. And uh, so I just torture her with it now. I'm like, you know what? If <laughs> if, if I'm not gonna take this personally, I like earlier today she 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 video chats with her friends and stuff all the time. I just like go up in a room and lay down on her bed and like try just insert myself in the conversation. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna embarrass you anyway, I'm gonna have some fun with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So what are we talking about, girls? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. She's having she's having a, 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 a spend the night birthday party next week. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, so I'm just supposed to like stay in the room because probably I'm not going to. So <laughs> what what day is her birthday? Uh, the fourth. Oh, okay. So I'm the Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, OK. Yes. Yeah. She's the fourth. Um, and she will. Yeah, she'll be 12. Um, but she's been she's been, you know, six going on 16 for a while now. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, David? What advice do you have? Uh, share the things that you love with um, with your kids. Uh, my my oldest is eight, and um, during the pandemic, I um, I stopped trying to uh, shelter him from some of the stuff that I really enjoy, but thought was inappropriate for him. Um, so, you know, I, obviously you, you have to use your, uh, right. your discretion, uh, but like he is now a huge fan of doom. We nice. sit down and play doom together and um, he is no more violent than he was before. Uh, not that he's a violent kid at all. Um, so, you know, just saying uh, it's not going to ruin your kids. He, uh, he absolutely loves army of darkness Mm -hmm. uh ash williams is one of his favorite horror characters he watches most of the movies that we do on shiver with me and um it's given us a way to to bond uh he really loves zombies he loves vampires and um i i i try to share uh again within reason you know i'm not gonna tell him about all the shit i did in college um, <laughs> anytime soon but uh you know within reason share the things that you love with your kids because it's uh it, it's going to number one um i think help them trust you more and it's uh it, it's going to be a way to like really bond with them if the only thing you bond with your kid over is the shit that they're interested in um your relationship is very topical so uh open up you know put on a james bond movie and um talk about why cars and explosions are cool uh you know tell them hey we're feminists now so that's not so cool but you know, uh, <laughs> uh, spying and Cold War, you know, you can't go wrong. You know, so and uh, and, and same with uh, with with, you know, sons is with daughters. You know, you want your daughters to be badass. So show them He-Man, you know, show show them uh, Thundercats and, and, and all that good stuff. And you'll find that um, you can you can count one more person in in your group of closest friends, because um, I, I really do think of. Uh, of link is uh you know one, one of my best friends he and i hang out more than anyone else in in my life uh so might as well really enjoy the time that i spend with him that's awesome and you say his name is link is that a zelda reference yeah so his name's actually lincoln because uh if i oh, had no. if i had told my wife link she would have known <laughs> what i was doing that's uh, amazing i want to steal that okie doke <laughs> Yeah, so um, so uh, everyone calls him Link, though. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Um, and then also, since this is coming out um, the first Sunday or whatever day um, in January, we're basically everyone's either back in school or about to go back to school. Since you're both teachers, what advice would you give the parents whose kids are about to go back to school? Oh, after uh, a long break. So, um, what do what do U.S. teachers wish parents would know? Right. I won't with uh, then uh, you're going to get you're going to get too going to get myself <laughs> fired here man. Exactly. You're going to you're going to get uh two you're going to get two uh opposite ends of the spectrum here. I I teach early childhood and and Dave teaches high school, but uh for me it's uh it's just you know just have have patience with with some of those first things when we come back. As kids that I teach, I, I teach early childhood special ed and it's going to be it's going to be rough um when we when we get back because they're going to be completely off routine i mean they haven't done what we do for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. so um just just I, I will i will say the same thing that i always say to parents at the beginning of the year when their kids are just starting school for the same thing of the for the for the uh beginning and i'll say uh, if i had to give some advice to parents is when your kids go back to school after a long break they're not going to be happy to be there so if you only believe a third of what they say about their teacher, their teacher will only believe a third of what they say about you. That's uh, that's that's pretty solid advice, especially for beginning of the year and after a long break when kids really don't want to be there because they have forgotten what it was like to have to go to school. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'm coming from a very different world. Um, it's high school. The the students I teach are dual enrollment students. So uh, these are generally you know, pretty bright kids, pretty hardworking kids. Um, I don't have to deal with parents an awful lot. Um, and for that, I'm grateful because if I can go into work, teach every day and go home, I'd have the the most perfect job in the world. But once I have to start dealing with you, the parent, that's that's, the worst yeah that's uh, so some days i go home and i drink because i want to and then some days i go home and i drink because i have to and those days where i go home and i drink because i have to it's always your fault the parent (laughs) all right and i'm pointing my finger at you no student has ever made me come home and say fuck i really need some whiskey but a parent has all right (laughs) so um remember parents that what your kids tell you can be true it can be partially true but it's always going to be to get out of trouble <laughs> and, if you, go. and if if you come at me with some cockamamie story i have receipts and so, and so, so does so does every other teacher. Every one of your kids' teachers has receipts because we've been taught from the very moment that we step into the classroom to the moment that we die. You have to document, document, everything. document, document. Yep. And it's CYA. It's it's because it's our ass that's on the line. And the same way that any doctor is going to document anything that happens when you go into their their office, any lawyer is going to do the same thing. A teacher is going to do exactly the same thing. We are better bookkeepers than um, I don't know. Think of someone who's traditionally a good bookkeeper. So um, <laughs> if you think I feel like that could have got real bad, real fast. <laughs> if you think that you're going to come into my classroom in some meeting and you're going to change 
something that you think has happened, it's not going to change. If I'm telling you that your son is wrong, it's because your son's wrong. If I'm telling you that he hasn't turned in a single assignment all semester, it's because he hasn't turned in a single assignment all semester. Please stop pretending like you know how to check his grades because you clearly don't. All right. And and at the beginning of the school year, stop telling me this. Do not come into my classroom and say, I expect great things because Timmy has never gotten anything less than an A in English. And clearly he went to fucking clown school. (laughs) Timmy don't know how to write. Okay, so don't get on my ass because it's not my fault that your kid doesn't know how to write. Now, it will be if he leaves my class not knowing how to write. But um there you go. I got some more, but I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bring the fire. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps things up for tonight. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Yeah, so um, if you head to shiverpod.com, you will find links to all of our social media. We are on everything at shiverpod. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram is probably our most popular uh, social media platform. It's where we do our most interacting with people. It's where we met you and uh, how we've gotten to do each other's shows. So um, follow us on at shiverpod and all of those places. Uh, also, you can catch us doing our show Wednesdays, uh, nine eight or uh, yeah, nine eight Central. Dave's mm-hmm. Eastern, I'm Central. Uh, we are off. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, we will be starting a, a brand new trilogy. Follow us on our Instagram. We're going to be announcing what that is soon. But we've got some really fun stuff. We. We try to cover a little bit of everything, and uh, we always love, uh, you know, a suggestion or an idea of some things to do. We did Summer Fam Fest uh, last summer and got some really wild stuff we'd never seen yeah. before. It's where Dave and I saw a Stephen King Silver Bullet for the first time. Um, we finally, <laughs> uh, and that one, that one was a takeaway great one. So follow us on uh, social media and watch us. We broadcast live on Facebook, Insta, uh, YouTube, and Twitter every Wednesday at nine eight Central. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, guys. Um, we appreciate everyone for listening. We really appreciate if you would give us a rating or iTunes or Spotify. Check out our Patreon for bonus content. Also, check out YouTube for videos of these episodes. With that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypt. Good night. <laughs> Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or I will follow you to the grave. (laughs) No, seriously, you really should watch. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it.